Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm all kinds of riled up. And I didn't wake up like this. I woke up in a good mood. Starbucks. Took the dogs on a walk. Kind of cold out actually this morning though. Made my bet on KU to cover. And then I plan on talking mostly KU, but we've been talking a lot of Tyree Kill. Uh, Richard in Topeka has been hanging on for a while, so I'm not going to make Richard hang on any longer. Richard, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, man? Morning. How you guys doing? Good morning. How you doing? Oh, good. Just getting ready to watch KU myself, and hopefully they won't raise your blood pressure anymore. For real, dude. It's already up high enough. What's on your mind? So, So... I don't think we got necessarily worse. I think cumulatively we're going to be better overall. When a defense has to respect two or three guys instead of just keying on Kelsey and Tyreek all the time, it's going to make it's going to make us better, I think, in the long run. Are we better right now? No. Only time will tell. Timing-wise, though, you are you added like here's the thing, Richard, and I appreciate you listening out there in the TOP, the capital city. You added Juju Smith-Schuster earlier in the week. So there was a time period when Patrick Mahomes could either – now, this never really happened. It was just on paper. But there was a time period when Patrick Mahomes could throw the ball to Tyree Kill as his one, Travis Kelsey as his two, or vice versa, however you see that. Juju Smith-Schuster as his three, McCall Hartman as his four, and then all of a sudden, when you get rid of Tyree Kill, it's like, oh, crap. Okay, now Trav is the clear one, although he's getting a little bit older and he's not really a wide receiver. So who's the Chiefs' number one wide receiver right now, guys? Is it Juju Smith-Schuster, who's coming off a season where he had 60 receiving yards? He was hurt. But let's not pretend like Juju Smith-Schuster is your typical number one wide receiver. He's a two or three. The same way that James Shields was the number one on the Royal staff a handful of years ago, we were like, yeah, yeah, he's the number one. Not on most teams, but on ours, same thing. Valdez Scantling. And in the NFL, having depth at wide receiver is cool. It doesn't really win you a lot of games. Like right now, the Chiefs have a bunch of good wide receivers. I would say Juju is good. I would say Valdez Scantling is good. I would even say Hardman with more targets, has potential this year to be good. By good, what do I mean? 
700 yards, 800 yards, 900 on the high end, five, six, seven, eight touchdowns, something like that. But that's not a number one wide receiver. You know what's much more valuable in the NFL? Quality, not quantity. That'd be great to have both. You know who has both? The Dolphins. <laughs> like Jalen Waddle last year, even though he was a rookie, look at the numbers. That's a real number one wide receiver. Multiple, I should say double-digit touchdowns, over 1,000 yards, stayed healthy. That's what I call a number one wide receiver. Well, now you add another true number one wide receiver. That is a pass-catching core out there. What the Chiefs have, I would say, you could argue, is the third best in the division. Like, I'll tell you that I believe they have a better pass-catching core Right, wide receiver core. Let's keep Kelsey out of this because we're talking just actual wide receivers. In the division, I would take the Chiefs over the Broncos. And the Broncos aren't bad. Russell Wilson's got a couple of dudes to throw to. Not like he did in Seattle with Lockett and Metcalf, but he's got some wide receivers out there. When you look at the rest of the division, is anybody going to argue that the Chiefs wide receivers are now better than what they got going on with the Chargers? They re-signed Mike Williams. They got Keenan Allen. That's a top seven wide receiver duo in the NFL. That ain't what the Chiefs have anymore. You guys saw what the Raiders did, right? Devontae frickin' Adams already had Hunter Renfro. That's a top seven wide receiver core in football. And we haven't even talked about the other movements that have happened in the division. Russell Wilson's in the division now. Oh, great. Chandler Jones in the division now. Sweet. <laughs> but Frank Clark's still here. Yay! Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go out to Shawnee. Billy, you're on 610. What's up, Billy? Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, um, I was calling in. I, I've been using that, the, the house, the, the home value analogy a uh-huh. lot lately in terms of Tyreek Hill, so I appreciate you using that. But I'm looking at it from the other Another perspective, if if a in this case the way you just said it, if a first round pick, a second round pick, two fourths and a sixth, we did not spend a hundred thousand dollars on this house. We spent ninety four dollars and some chips on this house, and we flipped it into. So the most I really think I understand what you're saying that it seems like we pulled the trigger very fast. But I also think that we don't really know how long these conversations were really taking place. And I think we got the absolute max out of a player at his age at that cost. And not saying that he isn't the greatest receiver in history in Kansas City or the greatest receiver in football right now. Um, But I do think we've got the absolute max. And it's hard to judge just quite what we've gotten yet because we just we don't know what we've gotten. Um, but that's, that's all I wanted to say. I'll uh, to it. No, thanks, thanks so much, Billy. And I appreciate that. The only thing I would say, and his phone was cutting out a little bit. The point that Billy was trying to make is one that I haven't really elaborated on, really thought of too much, which is, well, they didn't really have to give up too much in the first place to get Tyree kill. Right. He was an afterthought. He was a low draft pick. And then when they ultimately paid him a few years ago, it was literally, so the KCT five story came out. City got pissed, made him look like a POS. All of a sudden, 
NFL suspends him, looks like a bad guy, might not ever play again. Yours truly, me, I get the flash disc that has the full unedited audio. We play it here on 610 Sports Radio. It becomes the number one trending story in the world that day on Twitter. 48 hours later, it looks like Tyreek Hill is not the bad guy that he was made out to be. A week after that, NFL reinstates him, or like the day after that, and then a couple of weeks after that, the Chiefs pay him. That's a timeline for you guys. That's how that happened. And the Chiefs probably got a little bit of a discount because we weren't really sure what was going on with all the off-field stuff, but it was time to pay the piper. So Tyree Kill probably could have gotten more money three years ago when he did get paid, but he had all that crap going on. So to his point, to Billy's point, he's right. If you want to talk about what they paid for the house and the return on investment, and they get back these first-round picks and second-round picks, I'm not mad at the compensation package. When you get all these draft picks, there's nothing more valuable in the NFL than draft picks. But you know who says that? Teams that aren't close to winning the Super Bowl. Teams that say that are like the Colts. Teams that say that are like the Broncos. Hey, you know what? If we get a bunch of draft picks and we add to what we already have, my problem with the Chiefs getting back draft picks is this. That Super Bowl window, quote, unquote, is only open when you've got talent around Patrick Mahomes. Proven, established talent like you've had the last few years on both sides of the ball. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is the main reason why the Chiefs have won the division now six years in a row. Been to four straight AFC championship games. Played in two of the last four Super Bowls. But let's not get it twisted. If Honey Badger's not there, you don't have that type of success. If Chris Jones isn't there, you're not winning the division that frequently. If you don't have the best tight end in football, it's not quite as easy. And sure as hell, without Tyree Kill, you're not winning as many games or going to as many Super Bowls. But that window's still open. So I don't give a damn if two or three years from now those draft picks pan out. Cool. You mean when Travis Kelsey's retired? You mean when Nick Bolton signs a max deal with another team? You mean when McCole Harbin finally gets good for the Steelers? We talk about the unknown, what those draft picks are going to get back. You say the unknown, let me give you the known. The known commodity, Tyreek Hill. The most consistent wide receiver when it comes to double-digit touchdowns and 1,000 yards in the NFL in the last five years. And I said it earlier. The best quarterback-to-wide receiver combination in the history of the NFL, and if you disagree with this, you're just being silly, is Montana to Rice. But in my opinion, the second best in their prime is Mahomes to Hill. And guess what the 49ers never did? on their route to winning four Super Bowls in the decade and becoming a dynasty. Trade away freaking Jerry Rice. I'm not saying Tyree kills Jerry Rice, and I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is Joe Montana, but I'm saying when you put them together, it's very similar. Now that you take them apart, how can we pretend like things aren't going to change? Let's go out to Shawnee. Phil, you're on 610. What's up, Phil? Well, you, there's some agreement with what you said. One For one thing, 
Rice was only on two of those Super Bowl teams, if I remember correctly. I think three, but I get your point. Yeah. Because he joined in 85. Yeah. But the main the main thing with Tyree Kill is is two-pronged deal here. One, he didn't want to be a chief anymore. He wanted money. Okay. And and he has every right to get that money, but we can't afford to pay him thirty million a year. Sure, and so again, and again, before you, before you keep making your point, my only argument is even though knowing that he was going to walk and you weren't going to get back draft picks, you could have had him this year. Yeah, he said he was going to sit and all that. I don't believe it. They almost never do. I would have taken that risk because I think your Super Bowl window is closing, and I would rather have Tyree Kill for one more year. If you had Tyree Kill, and I know this is big ifs also, and they went on to win the Super Bowl this year, I don't really care what happens with those draft picks the next couple of years. Well, and the only other thing I'll say, or I yeah. can say more, is just a matter of whether you want to keep me on yeah, the air. We know of two teams that were favorites to get into the Super Bowl this year. One of them, Rodgers, forced the ball to double coverage to Devontae Adams when he had somebody open underneath. The ball, the ball was knocked down. They lost that game. Uh, the other one's the Chiefs. In the overtime, he is a player open underneath. He forces the ball into double coverage. The ball gets picked off. I think this makes both Rodgers and Mahomes just uh, adjust their games and become better quarterbacks. You can't force the ball to your best receiver all the time when he's double covered. Phil, here's and the thing, though. Here's Brady, the, you're talking Brady Phil. do that when he was winning the Super Bowls because he didn't have that kind of talent. Until he had Moss that one year. But, Phil, and I'll let you rebut to this. It's Yes, it does suck that in overtime that he was, you know, keying in on Tyree Kill, and ultimately you could say that's why he threw the interception, and you're right with the Packers also. The Packers and the Chiefs, the last three or four years when they've had Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill respectively, have had the two winningest records in football, AFC and the NFC, number one and number two. So let's not pretend like because they had those guys, they were hampered. Yeah, you're coming up with one specific instance where they tried to key on him and they tried too hard. It ultimately cost them the play, which ultimately cost them the game, which ultimately cost them the season. I'm not arguing with you. You're right. But do we think they would have even put themselves, both teams, the Packers and the Chiefs, in position to be there without Devontae Adams or Tyree Kill? I'm simply saying that the games in the NFL – the reason why we like the NFL, why we love the NFL, is there's parity and games come down to sure. a couple plays here and there. It's just kind of like the NCAA tournament. You love it because it, it gets you into crunch time. And in crunch time, when you're forcing the ball into double coverage and the play isn't made, you got to do something else. I get your point. And, 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 and obviously, Rodgers was too dependent upon Adams and uh, Mahomes was too dependent on Hill. And let's be honest, if we go back to the, to the playoffs in the Super Bowl year, Hill gave us one big play, the Jet Chip Wasp play. All of, all the other big plays uh, on offense were throws to Kelsey. There is some validity to what you're saying, Phil, and I appreciate you calling in. Ultimately, I feel like that's why the Minnesota Vikings let Randy Moss walk, the old Randy ratio thing. Like, look, this guy's got too much. We're, we're, we're keying in on him too much. It's hurting our quarterback. It's hurting the rest of our guys, certainly our wide receiver core. If we get rid of him and open it up to a different style of play and different guys, maybe we'll be better. And they did end up winning more games. That was called the Randy ratio. Are we saying there's a Tyree ratio and they're better? I'm not saying that. You can say that. I'm not saying that. I got to take a break. 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This reminds me of the time that I went to a rave in Denver, Colorado for New Year's. Wildest night of my life. Pretty sure I heard this music, but there's not a lot I remember about it. Uh, welcome back into Pink Sunday, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. He's Grant, I'm Sean, and you, for a little bit longer, taking you up until noon o'clock. Appreciate you checking us out all of the world on the Odyssey app. Lots of Tyree Kill talk. We'll polish off today's show talking about my Kansas Jayhawks. Five and a half point favorites. Game tips off exactly two hours from now. In Chi-Town versus Miami. The Hurricanes. Let's check out some of these texts about Tyree Kill from the 913. Sports machine. How many times did Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl? Okay, touche. They didn't. How many times were they put in position to win a Super Bowl because of those two dudes together? Every year they were together. Isn't that the name of the game? Give yourself a chance. If you didn't have Devontae Adams, then they don't win the division. They maybe don't even make the playoffs. And then they certainly don't have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, going 13-3 and three, three years in a row and then bowing out early for the Packers, it sucks. Going 13-3 and three is pretty damn good. 9-1-3. I saw a report that said Hill would have sat out this year if we didn't make him the highest paid wide receiver. We would have had to have traded him or got nothing for him. You know, I saw the same uh, report that you did. 8-1-6. Hill would have been a free agent next year, and he said he would have held out of camp this year if we didn't sign him and make him the highest paid wide receiver in football. Okay. Y'all know football. How many times do guys threaten that? I'm going to hold out. I want this. I want the bag. I want to be the highest paid. If you don't give me my money, then I'm not going to play until the checks actually start going away. And then most of the time it's like, all right, all right, here's the deal. I'll play, but I'm still not happy about it. Like, I understand Le'Veon Bell happened where he said he was going to sit and he sat. Every now and again it happens. I would have played hardball with Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I would have played hardball. I would have said, look, dog, we got you under contract this year. We still love you. We think you're the best wide receiver in the football Paired with Patrick Mahomes, we think that's the best quarterback wide receiver duo, and we think we got a great chance to win a Super Bowl with you. So you're under contract. You signed a couple of years ago. After this year, you can hit the open market and go wherever you want. Miami, New York, Gibraltar. I don't care. You don't have to stay in Kansas City. But you do now if you're going to play in the league. So here, take the money, go play, win a Super Bowl, and then go somewhere else. Something tells me ultimately when it came down to the money, 
he was going to cave. And if he didn't, I'm wrong. And it would really hurt the Chiefs. And I could look back on it and say, egg all over my face, I'm an idiot. That would be worst case scenario. You tell Tyreek, we want you this year, you're under contract. He says, no, I'll sit out. And he actually sits and then becomes a free agent. You're right. Worst case scenario. I just don't think that would happen. But it's trying to predict the future the same way that when you talk about, well, they got back a bunch of draft picks. So as long as they find the next Tyreek Hill, (laughs) much easier said than done. From the 316 sports machine, Hill is not Jerry Rice. In fact, Hill is not that important. Just wait and see. Okay. All right. You say so. From the 785, this offense was never built around Tyreek Hill, so we don't need him. That's a weird way of thinking. Oh, well, you got Patrick Mahomes, so you don't need him. <laughs> okay. All right. 316. Remember how much money Albert Wilson got because of Patrick Mahomes. Well, I don't think that Tyreek Hill and Albert Wilson are, you know, the same dude. I'll keep taking your text and your calls. 913-576-7610. What about the Ronald Jones trade sports machine? You haven't talked about that. Could they maybe trade Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Well, no. I think that this year, even with all the moves that have been made, it's still put up or shut up time for a couple of those guys on offense that we've talked about for a few years but haven't really held their end of the bargain, which is Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Michael Hartman. For Hartman, dude, this is your chance. There's no reason why McCole Hartman can't be the number one wide receiver on this team. When he had Tyreek Hill, obviously that wasn't going to happen. But now there's no Tyreek Hill. Why can't McCole Hartman be better than Marcus Valdez-Scantling or Juju Smith-Schuster? Or why can't all three of those guys be about the same? Or maybe you don't have a number one, but maybe you have three number twos. And Clyde Edwards Larris to step up also. Back that wide receiver core for a second before I finish my before I forget my thought. It this it reminds me a little bit of the year that the Royals first got to the World Series back in 2014. Where is the roster good enough to get there? Absolutely. And in hindsight, duh. But everybody's pretty much got to play up to their capabilities. You can't have a guy like Sammy Watkins that's making $20 million that goes out there and plays like a guy that you're making $2 million. Or you can't have a Frank Clark on the roster and you're paying him $20 million and he pass rushes like a guy that should be making $2 million. That can't happen. And you can't draft a running back in the first round or you can't draft a wide receiver in the second round that don't go out there and actually produce on the field. That's what the Chiefs are going to need from their wide receivers this year. This is not a, oh, we've got Tyree Kill and we've got Travis Kelsey, so it doesn't really matter what McCall Hartman does. Or Sammy Watkins. Or Demarcus Robinson. Or Byron Pringle does a little something. It's like, hey, look at that. We got something. We're not paying him anything. That's great. That's like free money. That's not where they are anymore. The Chiefs are in a situation now where if one of those three guys Hardman, Valdez-Scantling, Smith-Schuster aren't at least a 700, 800-yard wide receiver who gets in the end zone five or six times, then you guys are going to see a massive dip in this offense. In the NFL, it's great to have quantity at wide receiver, 
Much better to have quality. There's not a lot of teams that go on and win Super Bowls. And yeah, Grant pointed them out like a half hour ago. Well, who was Peyton Manning's guy? And who was Joe Flacco's guy? You're right. Who was Joe Montana's guy? Who was Troy Aikman's guy? I mean, a, a lot of times, look at those Pittsburgh teams that won, that had Heinz Warden, a bunch of great wide receivers at the time. Like, it's much easier to win the Super Bowl when you've got top-end talent versus just having a bunch of dudes. And that's what the Chiefs have now, wide receiver. They got a bunch of dudes. Smith Schuster, he ain't a number one. Either is Valdez Scantling, either is Hardman. Those guys are more like twos or threes or fours. Somebody's got to be your number one. You don't have Tyree Kill. And what sucks, too, is the bigger picture, the landscape of the AFC, it's not like you shipped his ass to a terrible NFC team. He didn't go to Carolina, right? He didn't end up with some scrub team that you never have to face unless you get to the Super Bowl. I mean, you might have created a problem for yourself in the AFC the next couple of years if you're Kansas City. They already got Jalen Waddle down there, a top 10 wide receiver, and you pair Tyree Kill with them for a fringe playoff team? We've already been talking about the walls caving in on the Chiefs in the AFC West. The Raiders have gotten better. The Chargers have gotten better. The Broncos have gotten better. The Bills are already good. The Ravens haven't gotten anywhere. The Colts got a quarterback. That's half the league. And now you send Tyree Kill to another AFC team that was on the come up in the Dolphins? You already had to deal with seven or eight teams. Now you got to deal with nine. Great. We'll talk a little bit more Tyree Kill on the other side, and then we'll talk KU Hoops the rest of the way. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. He's Grant. I'm the Sports Machine. And you, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Well, if you're just getting out of bed or just getting out of church or whatever you're doing, sorry, you missed a pretty good two and a half hours. I ain't going live, but I'll see what I can do for the next half hour before I get out of here. Grant Nicholson, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. All over the world being heard on the Odyssey app. We got one more break coming up in about 10 minutes. Then we'll polish off the show talking KU basketball the rest of the way. We're less than two hours away from tip-off between the Jayhawks and the Hurricanes. KU is now a a five-and-a-half-point favorite in that game following the Jayhawks and Hurricanes. If you like Peters, St. Peters takes on North Carolina. The Peacocks are eight-and-a-half-point underdogs in that game. We've been talking a lot of Tyree Kill for the last couple of hours I mean, in Veach we trust, right? So we got the draft right around the corner. You have to assume that he's got a plan. It can't just be, we'll get rid of Tyree Kill and let Byron Pringle walk. And same thing with Demarcus Robinson. We'll bring back a couple of other dudes. You have to try to build young through the draft at that position. So we'll see what he's got his eyes on. Maybe he's going to package something and trade up. There's enough wide receivers in there that could have an impact right away. Speaking of wide receivers, Grant, give me some music over there if you got it because it is now time for today's Levine's list. We've been talking a lot about NFL wide receivers. Here are the 10 best, in my opinion, from 10 to 1. Number 10, Mike Evans. What you mean, man? Mike Evans. He's getting old. He barely had 1,000 yards. Well, he's had 1,000 yards every year of his career. 
And last year, he had 14 touchdown catches leading the league. Mike Evans at number 10. Number 9, Tyree Kill's new teammate, Jalen Waddle. Of all those Alabama wide receivers we've been talking about the last few years, Waddle looks as good or better than any of them. Number eight, this guy got a lot of talk because his team played in the Super Bowl and he carved up the Chiefs the first time, Jamar Chase. And the thing Jamar Chase has going for him is he's got other good offensive talent around him and Joe Burrow. Number seven, Stephon Diggs. He is a quarterback and can get in the ball too. And it feels like when it comes to consistency, look at the numbers. Stephon Diggs over the last few years, very Tyree Kill-ish with his yards and touchdowns. Number six, AFC West, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen doesn't get talked about enough. He's got great facial hair, great yards after the catch, and he finds his way into the end zone too. I got Keenan Allen. And you want to talk about a good core, like a good duo, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. With the Chargers, go Chargers, go. Here are my top five best wide receivers in the NFL. Number five, DK Metcalf. There was a lot of, well, sort of a lot of talk that maybe DK Metcalf was going to end up in Kansas City. Because in the NFL this offseason, if a guy says that he wants to talk to other teams and gets permission to, that guy is gone. We saw that here in Kansas City. We saw that in Seattle. Russell Wilson was like, oh, here's a few teams I would play for. Eventually, Seattle was like, cool, we'll ship your ass to one of them. Tyree Kill. It's like, oh, you know, maybe he doesn't want to stay in Kansas City for the long term. The Jets are interested. The Dolphins are interested. Ten minutes later, the Dolphins won the bidding war, and all of a sudden, Tyree Kill's headed that way. With DK Metcalf, when I heard the news, I thought, oh, my goodness, maybe where there's smoke, there's fire, and the Chiefs are essentially going to trade Tyree Kill for DK Metcalf. But then he came out the next day and said, nah, I'm not going anywhere. Number four, Justin Jefferson. Every time I say Justin Jefferson, I want to go to Jefferson and get some wings. So I think I'll stop by wing stand, see my boy Nick after this, and hopefully he hooks it up with a dozen wings. Number three, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup last year might have had the best wide receiver numbers that any wide receivers ever had. Doesn't seem right because he doesn't look like Calvin Johnson. I'm not talking about black guy, white guy. I'm talking about like Calvin Johnson looks like if you could build a wide receiver in a lab, that's what he would come out looking like. And Cooper Cup, you know, very physical guy also. If he does what he did last year again, then he's number one with a bullet. I just want to see it again. Number two. I got Tyreek Hill as the second best wide receiver in the NFL, whether it's in a Chiefs uniform, a Dolphins uniform, or a Space Jam uniform. I think he's the second best. And then number one, unfortunately, is now in the division in a Raiders uniform. I think it's Devontae Adams. There was a lot of conversation the last few years. Every time I brought up Tyreek Hill and I said he's the best, people were like, well, what about Devontae Adams? Yeah, okay, fine. You're right. Devontae won, Tyreek Hill two. The only guy that I can think of that maybe should have made the list. What's my guy's name down there in Arizona? I can never remember. Played DeAndre for the Texans. Hopkins? Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. He's still top 10? Fringe? I don't think I'm not. I don't think I'm taking him over any of these other guys. Maybe over Jalen Waddle. We had him at nine. Mike Evans. About kind of that same neighborhood. All right, let's take our final break of the show the rest of the way. 
We'll talk basketball, mainly Kansas Jayhawks. They tip off a couple hours from now. We break it down right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. So, for the last uh, one, two, three, four, oh, it's been a while now, like five years, I've lived in the same part of the city. I'm not going to give my address, Grant, because I don't want you to come and rob me. I don't trust you like that. But, like the, uh, over by KU Med, you know where that's at, right? Kind of like Westport, that area. Although... I've had a, like a slumlord situation going on now for the last handful of months. Frozen pipes, water leaks. Like it feels like my guy's trying to get me out of my place. So the lease is running up. So I've been looking for a new spot. And I thought that I found it the other day. What do you know about Houston Lake? You ever heard of Houston Lake, Grant? No, I have not. You never heard of Houston Lake? I had never heard of Houston Lake either, but I found this place. Dude, it's like five minutes from here. It's like. Five, ten minutes from the radio station. It's like five, ten minutes from where I live now. It's a gem. It's a hidden gem. It's on a lake. Found this little the cabin almost. It was going to be great. And then the guy texted me earlier and said that you're renting out to somebody else. So I'm back in the market. I'm not living on the lake. You guys know about Houston Lake? Like, is this a thing? 913-576-7610. Text me. You guys know about this place? Tiny little lake. I don't even know if it's really a lake. Like a reservoir, but called Houston Lake. I'm pissed now. Any good landlords out there listening right now that want the sports machine to stay there? Hit me up on Twitter. At Sean Levine KC. I'll rent from you if I can have a dog. I got the first month deposit and last month and the whatever you need. 913-576-7610. All right, let's get back into the sports conversation instead of me trying to find living quarters. KU and Miami tips off in about an hour and a half. KU started off as a seven-point favorite, went down to six. Now it's at five and a half, at least according to where I bet on Bovada. I think the line's about right. I think that KU's proven as the season's gone along that they might be the best team in the country. KU fans like me always end up in our minds debating this KU team versus other great KU teams. Well, would they beat last year's team? Would they beat the other national championship team? Would they beat Drew Gooden's team? Well, could they beat Heinrich's team? Well, could they be? Well, it doesn't matter. Can they beat the rest of this field is what you need to question. And right now, they're the only one seed left. Baylor, gone. Gonzaga, a gone. Arizona, a bye-bye. But it's still not KU's tournament to lose. You look at the rest of the teams that have either survived or, in the case of Carolina, are probably going to move on. Carolina's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against the St. Peter's Peacocks, which comes up tonight after the KU game. Let's say Carolina goes on and wins that game. Let's say KU beats Miami just for the sake of this conversation. That's a very classic blue blood, deep final four where anybody could win it. Now the vice versa could happen too. I've seen KU losing this round. They lost Oregon a couple of years ago, trying to make it to a final four VCU Shaka smarts team. That was on the way to a final four. I've seen it happen before. I think this team is just too a little bit experienced to let that happen. Not only do you have a guy in Christian Brown who's been starting now for a few years and some of these other guys, but like David McCormick, he's been playing since the Coolidge administration down low. Oche Obaji, 
He came in the same time Nixon came into office. A lot of people don't know that. Remy Martin? Remy Martin started at Arizona State when Obama was in office. Or that's not true, but very shortly thereafter. I mean, that dude played four years at Arizona State, entered the transfer portal. And it's not like he came out of nowhere, by the way. His last two years, he averaged 19 points a game, conference player of the year, preseason Big 12 player of the year. And now, by all accounts, KU's most important player. At least for the next three games, knock on wood, if they can beat Miami today, go to the Final Four and win the next two and cut down the nets. And I think that then you're going to get into a conversation. Let's say that Remy Martin keeps doing what he has done the first few games of this tournament for the next three. Leads the league in scoring, leads the league in assist, is essentially the reason why KU wins the national championship. How do KU fans remember him? You don't remember him the same way you do a Chalmers or a Heinrich or a Paul Pierce or some of these other greats. But I think he's in that next level. I think he's with, like, the other guys. I can't remember a player that would ever have done that. You could say, well, what about Kemba Walker? Remember he took his team on a Yeah, no, true. Kemba Walker, a guard, like Remy Martin, was the best player on his team in the NCAA tournament. True. Kemba Walker was also one of the best players on UConn during the regular season. Remy Martin was like the 12th leading scorer on this team in the regular season. Remy Martin had games where even when healthy, didn't play. Now you could say, well, he wasn't that healthy as the season went along, and it's true. But you add what he's been able to do in the NCAA tournament to what this team already is, talent-wise, experience-wise, seeding-wise, all those different things. They should rule Miami like a Rick Ross blunt. I mean it. There's no reason why this game's even close except for the fact that it's the NCAA tournament. It's important that KU gets off to a big lead early and keeps their foot on the gas. If you take out a microscope and look at this Miami team, they've won 25 games this year. And almost half those games, 11 to be exact, they were trailing at halftime. Five of those games, they were trailing at halftime by double digits and came back and won those games. So they're kind of like The Undertaker. Like when you think you've got them dead, you don't. You better keep it going. I do think KU's got a better coach, although Jim Laranega is great. As Grant pointed out earlier, that is the guy that took George Mason to the Final Four. If you could take George, if he wins Miami today and Laranega takes George Mason and Miami to the Final Four, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he probably should be. Like George Mason basketball, name something or a player that they've ever had except for that team. Miami basketball. Has Miami basketball ever had anybody that's gone in the league and done anything? Surely they have. Google it, Grant. Who's the best basketball player to ever play at the University of Miami? I can't even name that many. And I'm the damn sports machine. They had the dude from K-State a few years ago when he transferred there. What was his name, Grant? Angel, Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. They had Angel yeah. Hernandez. Did uh I don't even think Udonis Haslam played there. He played at Florida, didn't no, he? No, Udonis Haslam did play there, I think. He played at Miami? Notable players. I think did he play there? Rick Barry played there in the sixties. In the sixties, bro. Wait, Udonis Haslam played at Miami? I thought he played at Florida. I'm pretty sure he played for Florida. And then for the for the Miami Heat. 
Check your stats. 913-576-7610. They never had anybody play at Miami. Angel Hernandez is like their best player ever. And their all-time best backcourt, it's got a transfer from K-State to transfer from KU. Charlie Moore! Dude, where'd Haslam go? Just tell me. Yeah, it's Florida. Yeah, that's what I thought. 913-576-7610. After the KU game, you got St. Peter's and Duke and Grant, or St. Peter's and uh, North Carolina. Grant, as a basketball fan, would you rather see, because Coach K is already there. They beat Arkansas last night. Would you rather see Coach K play Carolina in the Final Four, or would you rather get to tell the story to your grandkids that you remember when St. Peter's, the Peacocks, made it to the Final Four to play Duke? What, what's the better story to you? I mean, what do you mean the better story? It's pretty simple, I think. Do you want the underdog, or do you want the best college basketball rivalry that there that exists? Which do you, now I, that we're I mean, here? I, I like we're both. One, we're, I know you like both, damn it. That's why I asked you. All right, all Which right. Which is the better story? I'm still riled up by this Tyree Kill stuff. It has nothing uh, to do with Very you. clearly you're yeah. still riled no, up yeah, with that. I am. Probably the Duke-North Carolina thing. Me too. That's the right answer. Thank you. I was gonna I'm be, glad I could do one thing right today. Dude, it took you two hours. I was going to be so mad if you would have said St. Peter's because I already can't believe you think they can actually win this game. I just want whatever outcome means KU doesn't win a national championship. I just want that outcome. I suppose that would be Duke winning today because, I mean, in theory... If you want to go down this road, St. Peter's could beat Carolina today the same way they beat Purdue, the same way they beat Kentucky, and then they could face Duke, and they could beat them the same way they would have beat Carolina and Kentucky and all those other schools, and then KU would play St. Peter's. (laughs) Yo, we're not that far from that really happening. Like, I know it sounds completely silly and stupid, but if KU wins this game and their next, and if St. Peter's wins this game and they're next, that's your national championship. You want to talk about a battle of the birds, the Jayhawks and the Peacocks? They got to get by the Hurricanes though tonight. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not moving them by just yet. I'm a KU fan. I've been my entire life, and I've seen too many times where KU was the better team, had everything essentially laid out there on a platter, and then completely screwed it up. So. All right, Jayhawks, go out there, play defense, score a bunch of points, keep your foot on the gas, and let's do the damn thing. Because I'd like to see that Final Four, man. I want Carolina to move on so we've got a basketball fan's Final Four. Not a casual's Final Four. Not a, oh, this is so cool, Grant. The Peacocks, man, what a great story, bro. I can't even tell you where they play, but I don't care. Well, I bet you can tell me where North Carolina is. I, I bet you know where... Actually, I bet you, maybe you do, like 50-50. You're not that bright. You know where Villanova is? I was going to ask you if you know where Villanova <laughs> is. <laughs> it's in Philly, bro. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay, just making, <laughs> just making sure. But that'd be that, that'd be a nice little Final Four. KU, Villanova, Duke. And that'd be a disgusting Final Duke Four. Duke and Carolina. I know, but. Just horrific. It would be great. We and, couldn't have let, like, Arkansas or Houston in to give see? us one interesting team. No one team that's not absolute hell to root for. Uh, I, I, honestly, as a neutral observer, who am I supposed Villanova. to root for if it's Duke, KU, Villanova. North Carolina? They've already won two titles in like the last five years. I know, but you're talking about again. We discussed this earlier. There's not always going to be a best, a great option. But there's always going to be a best option. You're a K State guy. The best option for you is not rooting for Duke. 
That's, that's never a good option. It's not rooting for Carolina. It sure as hell for you not rooting for Kansas. It's Nova. Yeah, and that is a terrible option. And you're already I, a Wildcat. I would have loved you're to root for Arkansas or Houston or somebody interesting. Emaw, every man a Wildcat. Every man a Villanova Wildcat, right? Dummy. Sorry. Sorry, your team just got a new coach and, you know, at best finishes middle of the pack for the next five years. Middle of the pack? K- yeah, at yeah. best? Yeah, middle of the, That's Ni- wrong. Middle of the Nigel pack. That's wrong. But, uh, yeah. K- That's wrong. K- KU beats Miami and they go back to the final four. Just root for him, Grant. It'll make it easier on you when they win. I'm just saying. That's Grant. I'm the sports machine. Thanks for listening. I'll be back on Tuesday. I think they'll let me take over the microphone. Something like that. I'll talk to you then. I'm the sports machine, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.